Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. Spooky season is still upon us, and thankfully, some spooky submissions have been coming in in droves. I really appreciate that, because without those, this show wouldn't exist. Oh, and as a side note for listeners, I've also started adding the ad-free episodes of It's Haunted, What Now? on the Patreon and Himalaya Plus platforms under my other podcast, True Crime Fan Club. Okay, enough of the business. Ready to get spooked? Our first story comes from Jenny, who wanted to share with you this very long story about the events that happened in her very, very haunted house. lived in my house that I'm currently still living in for 25 years. My father lived here for a long time growing up as well. My parents bought the house from my grandfather when I was around two. When I took a class on child psychology, the professor told us how there is a theory that believes babies can see ghosts and whatnot because they use 100% of their brain. Some people retain it, like mediums or other people who have paranormal experiences, And some people's brains throw it away as they get older and the brain saves more important things. I believe this theory to be true, but I also believe that I and my brother inherited whatever it is we have from my father. When my father lived here, he said he would have dreams that ghosts were dragging him around the house. And when he would wake up, he wouldn't be in his bed. Once... He woke up locked in a pantry and couldn't get out until my grandfather woke up and let him out. Other times, he would have dreams that the ghosts would take him to the windowsill and constantly tell him to jump. My grandfather found him a few times on the windowsill about to jump out the open window. He eventually nailed the windows shut. They were still nailed shut when we bought the house and they stayed for a while because I remember them. My brother and I would have night terrors. Now, I know that this can be written off as non-paranormal, but seeing one in action, that is exactly what it looks like. My mother said she would run after us trying to catch us, and when she finally would, we would stare behind her and scream. When my brother was maybe two or so, she said that she would feel him standing at her bed as she slept, so she would ask him what's wrong while turning over, and there would be nothing there. She said it constantly happened and that there were so many noises going on upstairs where I live now. That she would have my dad go through the house almost every night with a shotgun, thinking someone broke in. He never found anything. When I was little, I used to think that the basement was the creepiest place. I still kind of do. It just is dark and cold down there all the time. I would hear my name being whispered down there. And so would my brother. One time, he showed how nervous he was about it in a video he made. He was recording himself playing the drums down there. He kept hearing his name behind him. In the video, he is constantly slowing down and slowly turning his head around to see if anything is behind him. My mother, who swears she doesn't believe in any of this, is constantly yelling, What do you want? 
down there because she thinks she hears us calling to her when we aren't. She said she hears Ma almost every time she goes down there. I know of one occurrence that scared the life out of her and almost made her a believer. She was down there changing her clothes and had her shirt over her face. She said once it was over her face, she thought she felt my father breathing on her face like he had his face an inch away from hers. She thought he was going to try to scare her when she pulled the shirt over her head, so she decided to try and scare him instead by yelling boo before he could. She pulled the shirt over her head while saying boo and smiling. No one was there. My father used to go out of town for work a lot, and usually my brother and sister and I would sleep in my mom's room with her. She didn't feel comfortable being home alone with just us. She was afraid someone would break in or something. Everyone was asleep. I was still awake staring at the ceiling, willing myself to sleep as usual, when a blaring noise started in the house. My mom bolted up and woke up my brother and sister. We couldn't figure out what the noise was, but it was very loud and sounded like a man speaking. She told us to stay there, though I followed and my brother and sister followed after. We go through the kitchen and look down to the right around the corner of the wall um, is the stairs to the basement and a bathroom door. And I see my dog backing away from the basement stairs with her hair up and growling very loudly. My mom starts freaking out, thinking someone is down there, but it is very dark down the stairs and we can see nothing. The noise is still blaring and is coming from the bathroom, which is right at the top of the basement stairs. She decides to go in and quickly turn on the light. She does, and we realize it's the radio we keep in the bathroom. It had turned on, and we still don't know how, and it was at full volume. She turned it down, and the house was eerily quiet. No one had done it, and as far as we knew, no one else was in the house. In my opinion, the upstairs apartment is so much worse than all of this. My aunt used to play with a Ouija board up there maybe once a week or so. My boyfriend is very religious and believes that this is part of the reason why there is so much activity in our house. But before it was remodeled, the upstairs looked rather creepy. It was always freezing up there and the floors were dark and scuffed. Everything was old and original in the house. My friends decided to play with the Ouija board and I went along just to watch. None of the power worked up there as my dad had shut off the breaker because they were just beginning to remodel. Most of the kitchen was covered with clear plastic. They started and the responses were that there were spirits there and they said there were three of them and that they were small. My friend had just asked, are you good or bad? When I looked over towards the kitchen, the response he got was bad. And I swear, I saw the shape of three children in the kitchen. It was the first time I really saw something, and I remember it very well. The tallest in the middle, shorter one on the left of him, and the shortest one on the right. I couldn't make out features because it was so dark, but it was like someone took three children and threw black paint on them. I could vaguely make out clothing. One looked like he was wearing a white shirt that had been washed with black ink. I freaked out and ran down the stairs and everybody followed. 
After remodeling, my brother and I moved up there. Basic layout is you walk up the stairs, open the door, and you're standing in the front room. Go to the left and you will go through the dining room and through to the kitchen. There is one room on the left side of the front room, a bathroom, and a long, creepy closet on the left side of the dining room. Go up two little steps into the kitchen, and my bedroom is on the left. Right at the top of those two stairs, I share a wall with the closet. You go through the kitchen, and there is a set of French doors that open to my brother's room. Basically, my brother could see my bedroom door from his glass French doors, which is relevant later. I remember constantly hearing footsteps up there, since I have lived here for so long. Now I can say, oh, that sounds like that spot that creaks in the entryway between the front room and dining room, and not even flinch. But at that time, I couldn't pinpoint these noises, and they freaked me out. The footsteps would come through the dining room, up the two steps in the kitchen, and either stop at my door or go to my brother's room. There are times when I heard them go to my brother's room, that I would go over there to tell my brother something, and his room was completely empty. I would leave the dining room light on all night. If I had to go to the bathroom at night and the light was off, I constantly felt something chasing me in the dark. I would constantly see shadows out of the corner of my eye, but you know how that goes. One time, I was looking for this pill bottle that I filled with all of my extra earrings, lip rings, etc. I remembered leaving it on the table by my bed. I looked everywhere for it. I even went to the first floor looking around, but I couldn't find it. I came back upstairs and went to my room, giving up. When I walked in, there it was, sitting on the table next to my bed. I knew it wasn't there when I left, and I didn't know what to feel about it. So I just grabbed the bottle, said, stay out of my room, and left. When I was pregnant, there was definitely a spike in these problems. It was all fine and quiet for a while, and then out of nowhere when my boyfriend was working, I would feel breath on my face, and once I even heard a voice in my ear yell, Wake up! I could feel the hot breath on my face, but still, nothing was ever there. When my son was born, I would keep him in my room, but when he was close to one, I put him in the bedroom and the front room. Everything was fine for a while, but I refused to have a regular baby monitor. I wanted to see him, afraid of anything bothering him. One morning, his father was off to work and we were sleeping. My son woke up whining a bit at 7am. I lifted my head to look at the camera and told my boyfriend to leave him be, and he will lay back down in a minute and go back to bed. I put my head back down, facing away from the camera, and hear a loud male voice over the camera say, Lay down. My head shot up and I looked at the camera. My son was slowly starting to lay down. Then I heard, My son closed his eyes. I ran over there, but nothing. This happened a second time, but it was a female voice. I thought my sister was in the doorway talking to him. I couldn't make out what the lady was saying, but my son was replying. I heard him say, No. Pause to listen. Talk in baby talk. Pause again and say no. It was like the lady was asking him questions. I went over there and he's just staring at me as if nothing happened. He has had one night terror and it probably terrified me more than him. I had watched the movie Mama with my dad. 
I know these movies are corny, but ghost movies are the only movies that terrify me, and I wanted to see it. So later on, I'm in my room watching TV. It's around 3 a.m. My son starts screaming his head off. I look at the camera, and he's standing and just screaming as I've never heard before. I run in there, and he's running back and forth in his crib, trying to find somewhere to go. He's looking all over the place, grabbing onto the back of the crib, moving to the other side doing the same thing, like there's a door or something and he just needs to get out to run away. I rush over to him and try to catch him and find it surprisingly hard. He is staying towards the back of the crib, but he's now facing me and screaming still. I finally grab him and shake him lightly and say, It's okay, wake up. He looks in the corner behind me, eyes wide and pale. He starts screaming again. This was the first time that I understood what it meant when people say the blood drained from their face or their blood ran cold. That happened to me. I could now feel something behind me. I turned around really fast and saw nothing, grabbed my son and ran to my room. This hasn't happened since. I could feel almost a sense of dread in that room. If I'm in there too long, I feel a sense of, you don't belong here, get out. I had a friend over once and we were playing with my son in his room. And after a while, she looked uncomfortable and said, Um, can we go outside for a little bit? I said sure and we went. When we got out there, she said she felt extremely uncomfortable in that room and felt like she shouldn't be there. Welcome to the club. Lately, things have been okay. There are still a few times a month when I feel like something is watching me up there usually when I'm the only one up there or the only one awake. Actually, when I was typing the beginning of this, I heard footsteps up there, knowing that no one is up there. It really doesn't scare me so much anymore, but it does get on my nerves. I just don't want anything to bother my son. For right now, it's mostly just footsteps. I just hope it doesn't get bad again. I'm going to pause the spooky tales so you can hear a word from our sponsors. AMC Network Shutter is a premium streaming video service super serving fans of all degrees with the best selection of horror and thrillers. It's basically the Netflix of horror and it only costs $5.99 a month or $56.99 a year. There are new spine tingling thrillers, shocking horrors and edge of your seat suspense added weekly. You'll have unlimited access to stream ad-free on all your favorite devices like your iPhone, Apple TV, or your Amazon Fire TV. Shudder has a unique collection of exclusive and original films and series, horror classics, and blockbuster hits. I just finished watching the movie Lizzie, which is a Shudder exclusive. Academy Award nominee Chloe Savenji from Boys Don't Cry and Big Love stars as Lizzie Borden, the notorious woman at the heart of one of the most enduring mysteries in American history. So listen, I'm just getting started on my binge, so I'm very happy that Shudder has a vast selection of content, an extensive international library, a range of genres, and types of movies from old classics to modern favorites. Get started streaming the best horror, thriller, and supernatural content. Shudder's expertly curated collection includes titles like the acclaimed Tigers Are Not Afraid, one Cut of the Dead, Revenge, and the new Creep Show TV series, 
produced by Greg Nicotero and based on the famous films by George Romero. To try Shudder for free for 30 days, go to shuddder.com and use promo code It's Haunted to try Shudder free for 30 days. I'm back again to talk about Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. There are a few reasons I truly love Lola products. You see, major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products, including rayon and polyester. Their feminine care products may also be treated with harsh chemical cleansing agents, fragrances, and dyes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier, so their subscription service is fully customizable. You can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And here's the best part, at least for me. You can do good with your purchase. For every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. I love the variety of products Lola offers, so having those show up to my door right on time is perfect. Not to mention, the packaging is very discreet, and that's a plus in my book. For 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter It's Haunted 30 when you subscribe. Once again, for 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com and enter It's Haunted 30 when you subscribe. Wow, Jenny, (laughs) I don't know how someone manages to just get used to a haunted house or any of these occurrences happening. See, I would probably pack up shop and sleep in my car in a church parking lot somewhere to feel safe. Um, But I'm glad that it's working for you and hopefully you have no further occurrences that are that scary. Our next story comes from Sam F., who shares his scary story about his own haunted home. Hey, big fan of the podcast. Listen every night before bedtime. Anywho, here's a short little story. Growing up, my house and my grandparents' house were right next door to each other, and we always had little occurrences here and there. You'd hear footsteps or see a shadow dart by, but one night sticks out in my mind. This was the most terrifying experience I've had to this day. So one night, my mother needed to borrow some spice or something for my grandmother. She wasn't home that evening, so naturally we used the spare key to go inside. Upon entering the house, I thought grandma's beloved dog darted by my leg as I saw something about her size brush by. To which I retorted, Jesus, Buttons, you scared the piss out of me. In true mouthy teenage fashion. So mom and I proceeded into the kitchen, not saying a word, just hunting for her spice. After about five minutes, this awful, evil, nauseating presence fills the room. The longer we stood there, the more intense it got. My mother looks at me and I can see that she feels it too. Without saying a word, we nod at each other and bolt out of the house. To this day, I don't know what presence we felt but it definitely did not want us there. And funnily enough, we've never experienced anything remotely similar before or since. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts. Stay spooky. Hmm, Sam, I honestly have zero clue what would cause something like that to happen. I wonder if your grandma ever noticed anything like that. It's kind of crazy that this was a one-off deal, like, what, a demon just passing through the house decided to, you know, haunt it? I don't know, it's really strange. Hmm, I don't know, it's very interesting. I'm interested to see if any listeners have any idea about what may have happened. Now, this next story comes from Jess, and it reminded me of one of the kids I used to babysit. I'll tell you more about it after you hear her story. So I'm a nanny, and this is a girl I watch 20-ish hours a week, and she talks about India at least once a week. This started a couple months ago when she named her blanket Perla. She came up with that name. Her other blankets are Mr. Blanket and Rhoda. Let me tell you a little bit about this girl. She'll be four in March, and we'll call her Macy. She's afraid of going to the bathroom and the toilet. She's afraid of jumping, and she hates trying new things and change. She's an extremely intelligent girl. At two, she would sit and do 30-plus piece puzzles by herself for hours at a time. Now her favorite thing to do is play with Barbies. She has a very wild imagination. The only downside to this child is her being so fragile and her stubbornness. She's so, so smart, though. I've never met another smarter three-year-old. I've read that sometimes kids' fears could be explained by something from their past life. Anyway, she started talking about how she actually lives in India and thought she didn't actually live where she does. She knows her street, city, country, and state names. Until recently, it's been, I actually live in India, and talking about her life in India and her sister's, usually short names starting with the letter P. Sometimes she'll give somewhat detailed stories about India and her sisters and her wedding. She consistently has told me that she never wants to get married, ever, and gets very upset if I ask her why. Today, she gave a creepier story. I'll give the main points. In India, she was a chef, and when she got old, people were taking care of her. She could talk. Then she hiccuped and couldn't talk anymore. Then it got really cold and she was freezing and she still couldn't talk. There was a wizard there who put a stuck spell on her and when he took it off, she was born into a baby and couldn't talk. But she could in her head and now she's big and can talk. Basically, this child has a vivid memory and story about how she was living in India and an old lady being taken care of, got cold and woke up as a baby. I just want to know if anyone else has had this happen to them or if their child has said anything like this. I'm not her mother, so I can't take her to a hypnotist or anything like that to delve deeper, but I'm interested in knowing what I can do to get more of a story out. Thanks. So Jess, the funny thing is, one of the kids I used to babysit named CJ was actually the exact same way. 
He talked about his family and friends who lived in India and was very serious about it. It was pretty intense. I don't know if this is an imagination thing or a true past life experience, but as soon as I saw your story, I was instantly reminded of him. So I'm curious to the listeners out there if anyone else has a story like this, and if you do, I'd love to hear it and share it on the show. Okay, well, that wraps up this episode. If you would like to submit your own spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, Instagram at it's haunted what now, and of course, our website is hauntedpod.com. Producer for the show and creepy tune creator is Nico, who manages We Talk of Dreams. Follow him on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or visit wetalkofdreams.com. Audio engineer extraordinaire is Chez Gray, who manages Gray Multimedia. If you have an audio engineering need, be sure to hit him up. Until next time. Did you hear that?